Uh, Galatians 5, verses 13 through 14, then 16 through 17, and 25, 22 through 25. You, brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this command, love your neighbor as yourself. So I say, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have, been cru have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Amen. So this summer we are doing a, a sermon series on the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, as, as we get into this, I think it's important each week to remind ourselves that the fruit of the Spirit, this list of virtues that we see in the book of Galatians, is not uh, some kind of Christian to-do list. This is not some kind of list that, that if I am able to accomplish all of this, uh, and often that's how we do it, if I'm able to strive hard enough as a Christian, and I'm able to check off each one of these, I don't become some kind of Christian superhero. Uh, I don't become some kind of uh, super-powered uh, saint of God that, then, that has reached some level of perfection. What this is, is it's simply saying that if, if God is in us, and, and we have deep conviction of our Christian faith, then our life will look a specific way. Amen? Amen. That was pretty loud. Good job. Thank you. That was nice and loud. If we are in step with the Spirit, then our life will naturally look a certain way. So we're not trying to strive to achieve this. We're trying to let the Holy Spirit in and say, work in and through me. And as the Holy Spirit does, what will it look like? It'll look like this list. It will look like love to people around you. It'll look like joy. It'll look like peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That's what others will see in you. Not because of your striving to be a more patient person or to be a more loving person, but because God will be working in and through you. So today, we, I mean this summer, we've been going through each, each one of these, spending a week on each one, and, and today we get to the fruit uh, called patience. I just can't wait. A sermon on patience. Yes. This is my favorite one. Keep going, Pastor. Get to the point. I said patience. Is that a dog barking? Amen. The dog was louder. Come on, folks. <laughs> so, uh, in the front row here, you see three little boys. Uh, they live with me at my house. We get to practice patience at home. 
anyone who's been around little children, it's, it's this virtue, like these other ones, that we want little people to have in our lives. Uh, often, there's things that they need to be patient for. We tell them that dinner is not ready, and they need to be patient. They want a drink of milk right now, but mom or dad, we're busy, so they need to be patient. Now, if you don't have little kids right now, you might not realize this, but my kids mostly watch Disney Plus, and they watch Netflix. And if you spend a lot of time on those, you know there's not as many commercials. So when my kids are at Grandma and Grandpa's house, and they're watching regular TV, as we now call it, and a commercial comes up, we have a severe lack of patience. We think something terrible has happened. My show is gone. What has happened? And we, we have these opportunities through life to talk about patience. If I'm honest, I think patience, if we made this whole list, I think most of you would, would read off the list of the fruit of the Spirit and be like, yeah, those sound good. Uh, do I want joy? Yes, I do. Uh, do I want to live a life that is defined by love? Absolutely, I do. Do I want to live a life that is defined by peace? Yes. But patience? How many of you, how many of you, patience is your favorite one out of the whole list? It's not a thing. The dog didn't even bark, amen. We, we need patience, but do we want patience? Is that something we pray for? God, make me a more patient person. It's a dangerous prayer. I got to tell you, uh, it's like praying to be more humble. Anyone ever prayed to be more humble? You will be humiliated in the next day. It happens every time. God will give you opportunity to be patient if you pray for patience. But it is not the growing pains that we come to like. It's not the growing pains that we are accustomed to. Who wants to be patient? Let's, let's see your hands. Who wants to be patient? Who wants to be patient when they're behind someone in traffic? A bunch of hands went down. Some new ones came up. We're growing in self-awareness. This is good. Who wants to be patient when you're in a relationship with someone? And, and you, yes, right away, you're like, yeah. Uh, who wants to be patient when you're in a relationship with someone and you know how they should behave, but they do not change? You ever met anyone like that? You know exactly what they should act like. You know exactly who they should be, who God maybe is. You can, you can make it flower. You can say, I know who God has created you to be. I know who God has formed you. I know the best you that you could be. But they don't change, do they? Who wants to be patient then? None of us. We just want them to change. These stubborn people. And because we're so amazing, we know what they should look like. Thank you for the one laughter. <laughs> there's, one, there's one giggle. That was a joke, folks. Who wants to be patient when you know that God is doing something in your life, but God's taken a while to get there. Anyone ever been in that situation? You think, I think God is doing something. I think, I think God is slowly maybe forming me or, or changing me, but God is patient with me. God is making this a long process. And you're like, God, just get to it. Uh, some of you might be where you are. Some of you, it might be looking way back in time, and that's fine. Who wants to be patient 
when you're single and you want to be married and you've never met them and you can trust and you can know in your brain and you can know in your heart and you can read scripture and say, I trust you, God. But what is, what's it like to be patient in that? What's it like to wait in that moment saying, God, I trust you, but this isn't where I want to be. I, I, I think you have something different for me, but I'm not there yet. Uh, and it could be marriage, it could be any other thing. If we're honest and, and we look at Scripture and we look at it all, patience is so much more than waiting for dinner to be done. And, and what I think is really neat is that I think patience can kind of be the key to some of these other fruits experiencing some of these other things, that, that if we're not patient, then we don't experience the love we're supposed to receive. If we're not patient, then we don't get the joy, because the joy is not about immediate satisfaction. The joy requires the patience. If we're not patient, then we don't, then we don't get this, this hope of a future. And, and there's two kind of patience that I see in Scripture. So the first one is this, waiting for God to do something. Kind of like I was just saying. We have these moments in life where, where we think God is going to do something or we know God is going to do something and, and we just need to wait patiently. Now I'll ask my children in the front row. Let's see if they know. They've been studying for this their whole lives. How do we define patience at our house? Do you remember? If I say, you need to be patient about something, what am I trying to tell you? They got it right. We say, being patient means you need to wait nice. How good are we, church, at waiting nice? Just put those two words together. Waiting on God, but not being cranky about it. No, no. No, thank you, Andrew. We're not good at it. We're not good at waiting nice. These basic things that we try to instill on, on young people, we still aren't, aren't getting it sometimes. And, and we're still not, not sitting there. We need to learn to wait nice for God. Amen? That's like the simplest sermon point ever. You need to just, just wait nice. I kind of like that definition. It's very, it's very simple. The second thing that we wait on, so the first one is waiting for God to do something. The second one is, is moving with God uh, notice I didn't say running ahead of God. Moving with God as God is doing something. Not, not, just, not just going forward, not just plowing through, but going at God's pace in whatever God is doing in our lives. Someone a lot smarter than me uh, said this quote. They said, patience is surrendering to God's timing and surrendering to God's control. Now we're getting into more words that we don't like to hear, like, like letting someone else control what is happening. We like the control. Uh, and when I say me, we, I, I'm intentionally saying a word that includes myself. Right? We like the control. We like the feeling that, that we can control it all. The main part of the text today is going to be from James chapter 5. So if you have your stuff with you, you want to open to James chapter 5. Uh, we'll start in verse 7.
you know, the first part about talking about patience is talking about how do we surrender ourselves to God's will. So James 5, verse 7. Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently waiting for the autumn in the spring rain. So in this section of James, we get three examples of, of what we can look to, to see examples of patience. And the first one we get here is the farmer. The example of the farmer. So, so how does the farmer show us patience here? The farmer is patient when circumstances are out of their control. Amen? The farmer is patient when life is out of their control. The farmer has no control over the rain. The farmer has no control over the sunshine. The farmer has no control if people are going to buy, buy the crops. They have no control of, of what the economy is going to be like at the end of the growing season. But the farmer still plants seeds, don't they? The farmers plant seeds trusting that God will provide. Now, this isn't just some blind trust that the farmer has. Why does the farmer trust that God will provide? If we're just being really practical here, it's because God has provided before. It's because the land that the farmer is planting in has been productive in the past. God has provided in the past. God has provided for us. God has provided for us collectively. God has provided for us individually. And as we plant, we can trust that God will provide again. Amen? That's really good right there. That's worth a loud amen. Amen? amen. Thank you. I think I got some new people that never said amen before. Wonderful. So the farmer trusts because God has been faithful in the past in sending rain. The farmer looks back in time for evidence of God's faithfulness and then steps out trusting saying if God was faithful then God will be faithful again this brings us to, to verse 10 so James 5 verse 10 brothers and sisters as an example of patience in facing suffering take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord example number two the prophets what do they teach us? They teach us to be patient when other people are unchanging. If you know anything about the prophets in the Old Testament, they were, they were people of God who were, who were sent with news to share to God's people and over 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 again, they did not listen. These prophets were not well-liked. These prophets were people who were sent to speak a word to God's people, and God's people most of the time did not change. These are God's people, right? So if we follow the example of the prophet, then we are called to be faithful in sharing of God, faithful of living life alongside people, just because of who we are, not because that they are changing. Sometimes, we just know because we know because we know what's best for them. And oftentimes they do not change. 
we are not in control of that. We are called to have patience like the prophets. God may put some people in your life who refuse to change. I don't know if you all have noticed that. It happens, trust me. You may meet them yet. They just refuse to do it. And again, because we're so awesome, uh, we may know how they should change. Because we're so amazing, we may know exactly what they should be like, uh, but they just don't see the value in it. And for one reason or another, they're unwilling to change. James 5, verse 11. As you know, we count it, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So Job represents those who suffer. Job represents being patient through suffering. When the pain we are experiencing is unexplainable. Job in the Old Testament, he lost everything. He lost his family. Job lost his health. He lost his friends. He lost all of his wealth. He lost everything that he had. And what maybe made it even worse is that Job didn't know why. He was experiencing all of this pain, all of this loss, and he was doing it when, when things were just unexplainable to him. Now, I know that there are people here who have been going through very painful things, very difficult situations, and just like Job, you may be questioning God. I find the story of Job uh, encouraging in the Old Testament because Job reacts in a similar way to how I would react, if I'm honest. Job goes through all this loss, and Job starts questioning what's going on. And when I read people that sound like me and think like me in the Bible, it's very encouraging. But the end of the verse of James says, look at the end of Job's story. When we look at the end of Job's story, we are told that the Lord God was full of compassion and full of mercy for Job. Amen? Patience is surrendering to God's timing and surrendering to God's control. We can't force it. It's not just this thing that, that we can outsmart. We can't get there in our own wisdom. The only way we can get patience is by the Holy Spirit working in and through us. Again, this is not some list that tells you uh, achieve these things and become uh, some amazing Christian. This is a list that says surrender yourself to the working of the Holy Spirit, and this gift will come upon you, this gift of patience. Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in His word I hope. What sustains us during our time of patience? What are we leaning on? This scripture points us to the word hope. And the key to hope is patience. 
Hope that we are waiting on something better than we are experiencing right now. Believing that waiting on God is worth the wait. So where does this hope come from? This hope sounds really nice. Where does it come from? Again, Psalm 130 seems to point us that the hope comes from God's Word. If you take notes, here's what you should take notes of. Because I I can always tell you, because it's highlighted and it's underlined in my notes here. Alright? It says, patience is surrendering to God's will and hoping in the promises of God's Word. Amen? Surrendering to God's will and hoping in the promises of God's Word. I like that a lot better than wait nice. Wait nice is fine. We get the point. Surrendering to God's will and hoping in the promises of God's Word. So if you're experiencing a season that requires you to have patience, it may feel frustrating. You may feel frozen, like nothing is being accomplished. But we can also look at it as an opportunity. An opportunity to strengthen your belief in God's promises. To strengthen your faith in His plans. To strengthen your surrender to His will. Ooh, that's a good one. To strengthen your reliance on His power. And to strengthen your ability, like Jesus, to say, Not my will, but your will be done. Amen?